Stop right there. You found it. This is the Wrestling Open Forum Show debut episode right here on the High Spots Wrestling Network. I'm Patrick Price. This is Dutch. We're going to talk some wrestling and have a fucking good time. What do you say, Dutch? Ooh, I like that you threw it in there. Yeah, I'm so ready. You ready? Oh, yeah, Daddy. Are you ready? Let's go. That's right, you found it. It is the Wrestling Open Forum show. Once again, my name is Patrick Price. This is Dutch. If you need some credentials, I'm a producer with a company out of North Carolina called PWX Wrestling. I've also done uh, shows for New Japan Pro Wrestling and WrestleCon and a few other things. Dutch is a professional cameraman. Professional? Professional, who has filmed for PWX, for WrestleCon, for New New Japan Japan Pro Wrestling, and hopefully a lot more, right? I'm open. And if you've never seen our show before, I assume most of you have not, uh, what we do is we just talk wrestling. We have about four topics. We shoot through them. Uh, we uh, always welcome fan interaction. You can follow us on at Open Forum Show on Twitter or just leave us a comment on this video if that's possible yeah. on High Spots Wrestling Network. I'm Share this sure. video. On Pivot Share. But, yeah, so we're just here to have fun, talk some wrestling, and thank you guys for joining us. So we're going to knock out a few topics real quick. Dutch, do you have anything you want to say on the intro? I just want to say what's up and let's get it. It's been a while. It has been a while, and I have – oh, my God, dude. I was hoping that yesterday was the day. Yeah. But we had some stuff happen. It's okay. I got it. I get it. Stuff gets in the way. But today, man, I was psyched. Today's I the day. I am ready, dude. So once again, at Open Forum Show on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. We're not established enough to have a actual channel handle. So it's like not yet. YouTube.com backslash channel, backslash blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And all that So mumbo. just type up Open Forum Show and you can find us. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so once again, we're going to throw some topics at you, talk about some wrestling, and have some fun. All right, you ready for topic number one, Dutch? I am. Throw topic number one. All right, Dutch. We have seen since <clears throat> mid-March, I would say, mm-hmm. that wrestling has been able to live in a world with no live crowd. Right. And the most notorious one that we've seen is WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, we've talked about this. We talked about this kind of on the special episode. And this is our first episode since WrestleMania, so we're going to just shoot past it real quick. Going into WrestleMania, we, everyone felt kind of weird about the setting, how it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. And uh, kudos to WWE because they pulled it off in a yeah. very entertaining fashion. They did. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of people uh, that – are talking about, like, they give their opinions on, like, it would have been better with a crowd. I liked it better without a crowd. I liked, like, a lot of the performances fell flat because there was no crowd. Why was the... Um, so, to piggyback off that, uh, mm-hmm. the the no crowd, yeah. I actually enjoyed WrestleMania way more because there was no crowd. Because the, especially the WWE crowd, they have a tendency to ruin a match. And just because you don't like somebody, they will boo the match regardless if they're actually busting their ass. And, th- th- yes, there were some moments that would have been way better with the crowd. Uh, Drew McIntyre, that would have been that would have been one for the crowd. I, I definitely can say that. Um, that crowd, man, I'm 50-50 on it. 
because WWE crowd will ruin it as if I'm watching AEW. Yeah. I oh dude, AEW just puts on good matches. Yes. But we'll, I, we'll go we'll go back to that because I do have something to say about that. But mm-hmm. continue on with WrestleMania though. That, I wanted to put that out there. Well, yeah, it's uh, they. I feel like WWE figured out a formula, and it goes back to the like nucleus of professional wrestling. It's in the performance. Right. Yeah. And the one thing that I've been very vocal about on social media is that they, if I was a producer for WWE. I would have told the talent to work the cameras, to work the crowd watching yes. at home, as opposed to uh, we saw some some talent like do do the deal for the fans, yep. and it yep. and it kind of fell flat, of course, because yep. there's no fans. The first SmackDown and, ever with no crowd, Bailey was coming out talking to the crowd. I'm like that that's awkward. Yes, it's I think, awkward. Uh, like, Talk to I, Cole. Talk f- to whoever's in commentary. Yes. Talk I feel, to them. I, I feel like the, a lot of talent in WWE have transitioned to that style. Yes, yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and that's what's making it work. Yeah. Um, with AEW, stepping away from the WrestleMania and WWE <clears throat> platform, with AEW, I feel like they are more of an independent-style company. Yes. As opposed to yep. working for the bigger, broader audience. They have their niche audience. Not saying that... AEW is a niche product, but they have their niche audience. I know what you mean. That yeah. that they can hit with with these high flying moves, right? And, right. And yeah. what and what they and how their presentation and they have all these independent performers that, which surprisingly, they're getting more viewers than NXT. NXT is, yeah. Um, I I doubt they're getting more viewers. I haven't checked numbers for Raw or SmackDown, but the I feel like that the presentation it can be presented better and i don't have an exact formula of why that can be presented better you know why you don't have one because you, this is the first time ever it's happened well i, I feel <laughs> this like this is an independent is, style company yeah this is unprecedented what we're going through especially with this covid era mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of new um it's re- okay so i'll say whenever wrestlemania right before it started mm-hmm. dude was not ready i i shit on it I was like, this is stupid. Uh, the one Performance with no center, crowd? no crowd, WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. There's no way this is going to be good. There's no oh, way. So you shit on the idea. The of entirety it before, of before it. Before the actually event happened. Yep. Okay. And I will sit here and say that I will eat my words. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And, oh, another match, by the way, that would have gotten booed and thrown out completely and the crowd would have ruined. Elias versus Baron Corbin. That was an awesome match. Yeah. I loved that match. I feel like both of those guys don't get enough credit God, as to what they you. can do. Thank you. People crap on Corbin. I'm like, y'all are crazy. He's well, a genuine Corbin, heel. Corbin is a Corbin is a old school heel to where you don't have to wrestle like uh, like what the fans are accustomed to now. Yeah. You don't have to do all the flips, you don't have to do all the all the <laughs> impressive moves. You punch, kick, He's hit a, two like have two or three big moves. And then just talk shit. He's a booty hole, man. He yeah. goes out there and he makes you hate him. Yeah. And that's what people this era now. Well, I feel I, like when I found Baron Corbin to be a good heel was during, no, it was during that NXT special they did that I can't remember what it, that, it was like, uh, what's his name? Adam Rose, Leo Kruger, whatever his name. Oh, like Paul when, Kruger. when, when he was. When he was like uh, highlighted, uh, 
I can't. It was a special they did on NXT that was like behind the scenes. They picked like two or three talents, and I remember I remember Adam oh, Rose followed her. and I can't remember the other two. Yeah. But they're just following around and talked about how they could. Tyler Breeze might have been one of them. I could be completely wrong, so don't crucify me on social media if I get that wrong. But uh, but if you go, if you have a chance to go back and watch it, I'll, I'll find out what it is and put it on my social media or put it on the Wrestling Network Forum social media. And uh, just watch Baron Corbin's attitude mm-hmm. and the way he talks and yeah, the way yeah. his presentation of like I don't I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. I'll do me. Like I'm he's here, always I'm had here, that mentality. I'm here too. to make money. He's yeah. he's like he's a professional athlete. <laughs> it's in that that's what you have to be. Yeah. To be that type of heel. I've seen it on social media constantly where they're like, he's so trash. He sucks. I hate him. You just said. Yeah. What he's doing. Yeah. He's doing his he's, job. He's making that you money. You don't want to see him. He's making You're money. You're going to pay. To watch him lose. Exactly. You're going, and as much as I did that to Lesnar, mm-hmm. I hated Lesnar when he did his part time gig. Yeah. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. But I paid yeah. to see him lose. You paid. I knew yeah. Roman was going to beat him. I'm like, I'm, okay, to be fair, when SummerSlam happened, mm-hmm. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. But I mean, honestly, that's the point of a heel. Yeah. That was the point of Lesnar to piss you off. That's the point of Baron I f- Corbin. I feel like, and I, I don't want to talk about WWE all this whole podcast. We're not. But we're just on it right show. now. But uh, right yeah, the I feel like what they did with Goldberg in Saudi Arabia, it was trying to recreate what they did with Lesnar. Yeah. And it didn't. It fell flat. Oh, so flat. And I, contrary to belief, I do feel like it helped the Bray Wyatt character as opposed to hurting it. I think you are correct. I I think you are very correct, and people are pissed because he lost the belt. But look what happened at Mania. That's that's. But that's the thing is, I don't know if you can contribute that to booking or contribute that to Bray Wyatt and John Cena. I personally think, and I don't know if you know, then you know. I don't. But this is my assumption Mm -hmm. that I think ninety percent of that was Bray and probably Cena. Oh, yeah. They probably went in there and hashed out a lot of that shit together. And I don't know who would be on that team to help them with it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going to say, I'll even say 75, 80% was Cena and Bray and then producers or whoever Maybe like probably helped put that together. 15, it felt so Bray-ish. Yes. It felt so Cena-ish. And you're probably asking, how can that be Cena-ish? Cena has... No problem shitting on himself. That's what I was about to say. He kudos, does not care. If kudos it, to Cena for he, being open and honest about his character, his career. He mocked and himself. What people think of him. One of the best parts, and yes, I know I'm going to get crucified for this because I'm a WCW guy, but he literally mocked himself as Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. screwing talent over. Yep. Like he, li- that I was like, dude, that well, was, or you can't touch or whatever. Well, the thing is, is with. This is getting deep in the weeds. If with, in my theory, with WWE audience, you have two, you have two categories. Okay. You have the standard WWE fan who just knows WWE because they've seen it on TV. That's all they They buy tickets when they come to town. Right. They watch Mm pay-per-views. They watch Raw and SmackDown because their 10-year-old loves John Cena or The Miz or this person or that person. And that's that's why they're a fan. Yeah, that's yeah. the people. That's the people that buy the merch from WWE. I'm not saying that the the other category doesn't buy merch. The other category buys merch on the indies. 
Right. But that that I would say that's the people, us. These are the people that yeah. buy merch at WWE. And and some those. and some people from that other category. Yeah. But the other category is what is what's classified as the smart fans. As the fans yeah. that that think they know everything, that think they uh can figure out everything that's gonna happen before it actually happens. Yeah. yeah. And people that uh really ruin wrestling. And yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I hate to put it like that, but it's the truth. Yeah. And um, I call a lot of matches before they end. Yeah. And I guess that's what makes me and you really good as a team whenever we're when we're filming stuff. Yeah. You, especially New Japan, we don't know anything. Yes. But we can. This is the. This is home. You can tell. Th- like they're, we, they're taking we, it home, and ninety. I'll say ninety six percent when I'm sitting there at home watching mm-hmm. it with my brother, he'll get pissed because I'm like. All right, here we go. They're going to take it home. Yeah. And then they take it home. He's like, how do you know? I'm like, there's just this this feel when you've watched it and you filmed it. You well, know you, what's going to happen. The way you become good at filming and producing re- professional wrestling, or anything for that matter, is you have to be able to read, A, the story that they're trying to tell in the Absolutely. Match. And B, the flow and the timeline of the match. Absolutely. When you yeah. figured that out, the, the other aspect from a filming standpoint is knowing moves, knowing setups, knowing Excuse moves. Me. So when you know setups and you know moves, you yeah. can set your cameras up to where you need to be to you, where you need that to be. moment. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't even know how we got on this subject. I was going to say, what, what was our but, original uh, topic? <laughs> it was the no crowds. Oh. So the. Uh, like I said, the other classify is where where I was going before you took us on this side road. I always do. Was this the the smart fans, the quote unquote smart fans? Yeah. You have to like tickle their balls every <laughs> once in a while. You know what I mean? You have to. And I feel like that's one thing that that everybody has overlooked and nobody's given credit to. Yeah. Is that Firefly Funhouse match? Oh my god! Tickled so the balls of the smart marks. Yeah. And got everybody talking because yeah. Cena and Bray, Cena mostly, is smart enough to be a parody of himself Absolutely. and make fun and, and fall into the, perce- with the perception of yeah. what he is with the smart marks. Yeah. And I think, I think and that he did, did it more, so well, too. Yeah. And as, as good as I don't want to get into a debate on what was better. Because they both were there good is in no, their own. I know what like, you're going to say. There is no better from the boneyard. They were match. both their own separate entity. Yes, from their bo- from the boneyard match and the Firefly right. Funhouse. I think the Firefly Funhouse match, that match, did what I what I'm talking about is tickled the balls of yeah. of the smart mark. Also, I want to say too fan base. On top of this, mm-hmm. uh, I was not looking forward to that boneyard match. I was like, this is going to be pathetic. Oh, I was. I it's going to be stupid, and and you know the people that are watching, you know how I feel about Taker. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about Taker. I don't. To our new fans, let me put it this way, real quickly. I don't not like Taker. I think yeah. he's a phenomenal talent. I think he's boring. You I've always a, thought that. Yeah. I'm a WCW he's a, he's guy. He's a character based. Yeah, I'm a Sting fan, so mm-hmm. I lean way more towards Sting than Taker, but. Obviously, if I saw Mark, I'd be like, "Whoa, that's Mark." But to, that, that's yeah. cool. But, but to to Undertaker's credit, he has later in his career, not like the past three or four years, right? But he he added the dive over the top rope. And, yeah. And okay. A few yeah. Yeah. That to was try good. To, yes. To try to yeah. get more spice on right, his right. character. Yeah. And 
So, but the this Boneyard, un- match, but the Boneyard I Undertaker not. is I by not. far my favorite Undertaker I've ever seen in my life. That's what I was going to say. Yes. That was the best Taker match I have seen in a very, very, very long time. Now, and I'm not taking away from Shawn Michaels and Taker and Triple H and Taker. I know people are like, what about them? I understand those are good matches, but to reinvent the entirety of a match itself and do something like that, that was pretty damn cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And for me to sit there, and yes, I'm an AJ Mark. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows this. And I'm like, oh, he's going to get, he's going to bury uh, AJ. Oh, here we go. But then I'm like, wait a minute. That was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. When he popped up behind him, I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, it's, I feel like WWE did what, and this is, we'll, this is the last thing we'll talk about before we finish up this subject and go to topic number two because we're running long winded. Yep. I feel like WWE did did what they always do in the sense of they took what Matt Hardy created. In, this is what Matt's been trying to push. Yeah, they took yeah. what Matt Hardy created with yeah. the Broken Universe and, that, and those matches. Yeah, and they added their flair and, and, well. and knocked it out of the park. Absolutely, and and I don't, like I don't like once again. This, this isn't a debate show, so we're no. not we're not going to sit here and bitch and complain and yeah. debate about if Matt Hardy started this trend, if WWE started this trend. Matt Hardy. What did matters try to bring is to Matt WWE. Hardy. Matt Hardy opened the door. Absolutely. WWE yep. painted the house. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, I mean, but back to our original topic. It was, uh, by the way, the original topic because uh, I don't think those matches would have happened the way they would have with, if there was crowds. Yes, yes. So the question is to wrap this top first topic up, do you, nobody knows when we'll go back to being able to have live shows from a WWE perspective, from an independent perspective. Nobody knows. And there's a lot of huge shows that's supposed to happen this year, including August 22nd. It's Madison yeah. Square Garden. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. what do you think that WWE and AEW can continue to survive in the market without being able to produce live events. So, you, so you're it, asking what are they going to have to do to survive? But like a two-part question. Okay. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion first, and I'll give my opinion. Okay. What do they do to have to survive as a TV product? I think they're doing very well. Second is you are, from a business standpoint, you are giving up so much profit. Yes. From You're, you're, you're eliminating cost by not having to do travel you're eliminating so travel, travel and, and you're eliminating um well travel's all in one with food and hotel and stuff and you know yeah and then you have you know you're missing out money on ticket sales yes so but at That's the same the time one. a lot of it and merch is sales yeah and a lot of it is teetering like this is taking care of this loss yeah. and stuff like that so i think there's a little bit more that we need to know because we don't know how much they're actually losing during this right now but at the same time they aren't spending the money that they used to either. Mm-hmm. They're definitely not. Yep. They're not renting out venues. They're not traveling. Um, but to answer your question, um, I actually think you're going to like this answer. So think about this, right? Mm-hmm. When you have an indie show and you put it together, you don't go to an when you don't know about a company and you don't know what their purpose is or what they're going to do. You go because you want to see wrestling. Yes. You want to see talent. That's what we're seeing right now with WWE and AEW. They're solely relying on their talent. Well, 
AEW is relying on their talent to tell stories. And mm-hmm. WWE seems to be letting that happen. Be- I mean, dude, Apollo Crews was getting a push. Yeah. That's awesome. Cedric Until and he- Ricochet. Yeah, Cedric and Ricochet. That's what I'm saying. That's the point I'm getting at. Yeah. In order to succeed, you have to let this talent tell their stories. This is what they did, especially WWE. They have to let the talent tell their own story. I'm not saying WWE cannot. I'm just saying for the past five years, mm-hmm. WWE has shit the bed with a lot of storylines. And uh, and it sucks because there's been some really good ones that have come out of it too, like the Bray Wyatt character, The Fiend. That's a great character, but there's been so much that WWE's been trying to swerve us on. Don't. Yeah. Let the talent tell their stories. Let them do what they do best. Mm-hmm. They have trained their entire life for literally a moment like this where they need to carry the company. Let them do that and see where it goes. I think personally, if you're going to let the talent tell stories, you're going to be perfectly fine. Because like at an indie show, when you know nothing, mm-hmm. and you go and you see a spectacular show. The first PWX show I ever went to, I saw Matt Riddle versus Anthony Henry. My God. That's what sold me. I didn't know who Anthony Henry was. I didn't know who Matt Riddle was. But that match sold me on talent alone. I was like, sold. So, yes, that's how I think you have to succeed is trusting your talent to tell stories. Gotcha. And I'll piggyback off of your answer because we're in a unique – everything about this, what's going on in the world today is unique. But we're in a unique situation, or I should say WWE and AEW is in a unique situation (laughs) – where I think both people are doing different things to bring either more viewers or take advantage of the situation is what I'm trying right. to say. I think WWE is taking advantage of the situation in a sense of forever they have had to rely on a crowd reaction yeah. to decide <clears throat> where their stories go. When you have Excuse to me. transition to a live performance AKA like a soap opera or, or a TV show that you can control the narrative because there is no feedback from the crowd. Right. Right. They, they're able to control the narrative. Absolutely. I think that the limit, the problem with WWE is the limitations of travel and getting the talent they need to the performance center. So they have some, some field jobs throughout, throughout raw and SmackDown and even NXT, NXT might be a little easier because they're so close. Everybody's in the Orlando area. Yeah. But I do think that, as you were saying, it has allowed opportunities for people like Apollo Crews, for people like Cedric yeah. and Ricochet, yeah. uh, to take advantage of that situation because they live close by and they can have these matches. They can do that and kind like of stuff. Angel Garza, Austin Theory, and... Wow, uh, Austin Theory, the by the way. Huh? Who's the other guys with... Uh, um. Sh- God, what is it? The old U.S. champion. He might still be U.S. champion. Andrade. Oh, yeah, Andrade. Yep. The, like, they, they have taken full advantage. Austin Theory might be the most, like, taking the most advantage of the situation. I can't believe that. We're saying Austin Theory on Raw right now. Yeah. There's no way in a million. And they're, this they're is finally? Much, they're carrying a lot of Raw. Yeah. That so that's, this deal. is something I literally discussed on our last, uh, last time we had our podcast yeah. going, was they do not... Do surprise uh, uh, talent anymore? Yeah. They go to NXT, then they work up through NXT, then they surprise them here on Raw. We already mm. know who you are. Yeah, I admit. And when Austin Theory is like, "Oh, hey, by the way, he's going to be in a tag team match against on, the Lost Prophets." WrestleMania. I'm like, like, "What? That was awesome!" But as you were saying, yeah. Yeah, uh, talent like we're talking about that. right now, that is something that you need to carry a product. Like, 
Austin Theory is godly talent. He's yes. so good. And he's so young. That's what I'm saying. You can craft him right now. And yeah. it's it's awesome to see Theory out there. Uh, Garza out there. Mm-hmm. Cedric, Ricochet. I'm literally saying what you just said. But yeah. it's just nice to see this young talent carry such a big company. Definitely. And then on the AEW front, I feel like they mm. – have taken so like taken advantage so much of the ability to control the narrative, as I was saying with WWE, but they have verbally, verbally, I mean, verbally controlled. <laughs> try to try that again. They have verbally controlled the narrative. It's been fifteen years since you've been in they, school. So yeah, they a Chris Jericho on commentary is oh in like God. just gold. The first week I heard him, I was like. He's so good, but you can tell it's like the first time he's really, really done this. But then as the weeks have gone, oh my and god. They're so he called somebody a dipshit. They're they're <laughs> so like intuitive with how oh. their presentation and be, taking advantage of their not being a crowd. They're good. And at when it. I realized this was when Jericho came out for commentary the first night he was on commentary. Mm-hmm. And Sammy Guevara was singing his oh his theme singing song. his theme song on the mic, <laughs> just little like uh, little things people that, overlook it, but yeah. little things like that 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 started the Sammy Guevara push, like not push, it, but the grow popularity the growth. growth, yeah. And it's it's that's what I'm when most I'm, intrigued with moving forward, right? So to answer the question, do I think that these companies can still be successful without a crowd? I do. Do I think independent companies can be successful without crowds? Possibly. Without a platform, no. Possibly. But you're going to have to be creative. You're yeah. going to have to be... You're going to have to be great at streaming. You're going to have to create a new revenue form, mm-hmm. whether it be by donations, whether it be by live right. content, right. whether it be live streams, whether it be sit-down interviews. That's what that's the conversations I've had with people. That, that, that's with what I'm saying. You, you got to have that platform. Is you have to yes, that platform like the High Spots Wrestling Network. Exactly. And you have to have something like that because if you don't, because you're not going to be able to. Because one thing is for sure is that on-demand content is is at an all-time high in need. Hands down. As of right now, highest it's ever been. And new content. I wish that we that we could sit here and tell you that we planned all of this. <laughs> For our show to debut in the middle of all this because of the, the on-demand content, but that's not the case. I would much rather be doing this show in a normal world We right absolutely now. had everything planned. Oh, yes. well, well, let's talk about this. Let's do this. And then when this happens, it's like, we think, we can't talk about any of that shit. Yeah. Like, we can't do anything now. This, this show has been completely revamped from what it was originally, like, yeah. origi- like the original topics that it was supposed to be. If, any, if everybody wants to know, literally, this was scrapped until two days ago. Yeah. Yesterday, until we knew what we were going to talk about, it's just been so much. Yeah. Like it's 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 wild. But it's wild. We spent so much time on this. The That's which what I makes lo- this which show I, yeah, good. I love it. But it's time because we're talking about talents and opportunities. Oh yeah, let's go. Let's we're go gonna into just it. move right into topic number two. All right. So topic number two is talent releases. We have seen a ton of talent releases from WWE the past two weeks, two or three weeks. And I want to get your take, Dutch, yeah. on what you think about talent releases. So, damn, that's a double-edged sword. 
Swell. I gotta be careful because I can't swing grab away. on. I swing can't grab on it for grip because if I do, I'm gonna cut both sides. I mean, well, just talk. so so. This is yeah, give me both sides of your what how you feel. Let me start off with uh, somebody like Rusev. Mm-hmm. It's a great day. It's a great day for Rusev. People were like, I can't believe they let go of Rusev. Yeah, I can't believe they would let go of such a good talent. Be, but you can't convince me that Rusev has been happy with that company in the past. Thank you. There's no Three, way. Six as hot as white hot that man was, yes. and you didn't do a damn thing with that. Mm-hmm. That is atrocious. And I don't care what businessman you are, and you say the way that WWE did that was good. No, that was awful. Now, for him to go to somewhere where I personally think probably New Japan, I think that fits his style so well. He's a hard-hitting dude, yeah. and it would be perfect. If he goes to AEW, he would literally run house on that on, on that roster. The only other person I would see is like uh, Lance Archer. That would yeah. be a big hit match, uh, stuff like that. You, you want to test him, but anyways, besides New Japan, I think that would be a really good place for him mm-hmm. to go to. Um, so in that aspect, it really helps somebody like that. Um, I was happy when he got released because the first thought was New Japan. Let's yeah. do it. Let's go. I want to see it. Uh, the bad, some of these stars might may never, ever get another shot just because they have been in the back. They've been in the background for so long. They've probably just lost that fire. Somebody like Heath Slater. Yeah. Nothing. I, I love think, he, I love Heath Slater, but what is he gonna do now to reinvent himself? I think Heath Slater is gonna be the surprise of this whole group. I God, I'm glad you said that. I do too. Mm, I, I do. think Heath Slater is gonna be the one that comes out, and people are gonna be like, "What? Yeah, how about that? Somebody actually had talent. They gave him a chance. They yeah. did it on SmackDown f- with Rhino and the tag titles. You saw it. It was good. I feel like Heath Slater. Sorry, man. I love this later. I feel like he's a company guy. Absolutely. He he said it in loved, his video. He loved what he did, but his downfall is he will say okay to everything. He's a yes man. Because he wants to be. Now, now I'm not going to say he's a yes man because I don't really know him, but uh, I do believe that he is one of those. Like, you That's have fair. different types of talents. That's fair. But he's, he's the type of talent that respect. He, he never overlooks the fact that he is privileged to be able to do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And with that, sometimes your your guard drops to where you're just you just want to be an asset for the company. Yeah. And so when they come to you and say, Hey, we're gonna do this thing called three M B, as amazing as it was, people loved it. It didn't do anything for those guys. Nothing. All it's done is allowed them to go away and just blow the fuck up. Yeah. And then come back. And Kill it. I would love nothing more than Heath Slater to reinvent himself. Not even reinvent himself. Just show the world how creative he is. Hone his craft again. And what happens when he doesn't have producers telling him how to wrestle. Absolutely. And what he what he can do when he doesn't have people telling him what storylines or what gimmick he's going to do. S- shit on gender as much as you want. That man changed. Oh yeah, and he got the and Drew, there, there's all and you know Drew it, McIntyre you know it, even more than gender. Ab- absolutely, that's where I was going with it. So like, people, people dog gender like mm-hmm. he should have been champion. 
Yes, yes he, he should have. have. Yeah. He was the perfect '80s, early '90s heel. He, he was... came at he came at fans. Mm-hmm. He said, "Your country sucks." He used everything he had to in the ring to win, and he 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 was smug. He was everything that Muhammad Hassan was supposed God, to be. That he should have had. But he he, neither, he had gone through the journey. He had <sighs> learned, and he had he had came came back. He had come back. Come back, yeah. To WWE, smarter, more crisp, and more on point with what he was wanting to do. Even his then Muhammad Muhammad Hassan, which I'm not. I don't want to. Com- I, I am comparing, but I don't want to compare. He him got too caught much. in a really bad. <laughs> he was a time young frame. guy. He was a young guy, and like history is like yeah, it was hurt against him. him. Yes. Yep. But I feel like gender when he came back, he was so crisp and so smart and so spot on. Yeah. That he pulled that gimmick off and that character off flawlessly. And because of that, he deserved that world title. And do the Singh brothers helped him? Yes. And he pushed the Singh brother like they worked so well as a unit. Yes. It was so good. But and I think like going to Rusev, and I, I don't want to like go through the whole group. Well, we won't. We're, we're, we're just touching just like to let everybody Rusev, know. We're touching on the ones that the major ones. When when people talk at AEW and Rusev, I think Rusev, and this is no knock to AEW, I think Rusev is too good for AEW. That's why I said New Japan. If that makes sense. And I think that you hit it like nail on head. He, his style is for New Japan. Can you imagine the matches, though? That's what I'm yeah. saying. When I, when I think, that's what I was saying. If he goes to AEW, there's not really anybody that's going to stand in his way. Yeah. He should just go in there, wreck ass. And that's and not, then, and and it's in, not saying, in saying that, it's not a knock. We're not saying that AEW people aren't on his level. It's right. just a matter of he has been established to a point. Yeah. Where if he goes in there with people like Orange Cassidy, <clears throat> Sammy Guevara, yeah, Jimmy Havoc, like that, they, they, they can hang with them. Yeah. Like they can have good matches with them. But at some point, you have to look at believability. That's where I'm going and, with it. Because at that point, it's, well, who's he going to fight? He's going to fight Lance Archer. Yeah. John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. He's going to go through, he's going to go through like the, the, the main five. That's what I was going. I was about to name the top five. Yeah, and like then you're done. Hager, but then when you go, Hager, to, Cody, Moxley, Jericho, and Dustin. That's what I'm saying. And then you have that's the five heavyweights. And then you, you know you can say you Omega, go, but you could Omega go with Omega. The one, it would be a great match, but Omega's the one that can wrestle someone like. I know <clears throat> I didn't want to get into this. I know there's a touchy subject with the Omega Allen Angels match from last AEW. Have you seen all this? I have not seen that match. So, I, so I, I guess, guess we, I'm going to I'm going to learn now. We have to dive into it. Okay. So, I love Allen Angels. Love him to death. He works with us. He's yeah. always been a class act. He's always been he's very talented young mm-hmm. guy. He's very young in the business, so he needs to grow in size he needs to grow in understanding like how to put matches together he needs he just he needs more like time in front of the spotlight absolutely like i'm not in front of the spotlight i said that wrong he needs more time under the lights under the to, yeah 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 to i know what get you meant. to where he needs to be to take advantage of opportunities right right and and i'm not knocking him for taking advantage of being in the situation he's in where he can he can be a asset to them right now 
because of certain circumstances. But what happened was Omega and Alan Angels had a match. And nobody, I, knew, I knew that they had a match, like, but I didn't hear Nobody knows Alan. I right. mean, that's not a knock on him. It's just he hadn't got to that point yet. Right. And Omega, it was very back and forth to the point where Omega hit him with V-Trigger and he kicked out. Whoa. Yeah. And once again, I'm not going to be the internet troll that most people like to be and say, why did they do this? It's so stupid. You killed yourself. Like Jim Cornette. Like, what? These fucking morons. Like, he don't, you know, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I listened, like, there, Jim Cornette made a point on his podcast. And I listened to it because uh, one of the Georgia wrestlers sent it to me. Yeah. And he's got a point. My problem with Jim Cornette, and I've and I've worked with him before. I've met him. Never had a problem with him. Never. He's never been rude to me. He's he's always been very nice. Yeah. Is he presents valid points? His presentation is what hurts him. Right. If he would present it in a formal business like fashion, then I think it would it would hit home. Too a aggressive. Lot. Yes. I yeah. Think, and, yeah. And and it might. Once again, I don't. I don't. I'm not in Jim's head. I don't know him. Yeah. I don't know him like as a friend. I don't talk to him every day. I don't talk to him on a regular basis. I saw him at the Legends Fan Fest when we worked together. I don't know if if I that feel... that presentation is what he feels keeps his audience because right. that's, that's because what he's, he's more aggressive. For. Yeah, and that might just be his. Like if you watch Dark Side of the Ring and you watch his interviews, can I and can his... I piggyback off that real quick? Yeah, let me um, yeah, go ahead. The like that's that's how he is, and it might just be how he is. It might right. be his presentation has always been like that. I just feel that he makes valid points. So when I hear him, people shit on him all the time, and when I hear his his points, I'm saying he's he's got a he's, valid and yeah. good point, and I agree with some of it. Yeah, but his presentation is so harsh that it just immediately turns people away, and immediately makes people say, "Oh, he's just an asshole." And he hasn't that's what he pushes hasn't grown me away. He hasn't grown with the business. He's still old school. He's this and that. He he is old school, but a lot of he his, understands. It's just like you well, said, he's a, abrasive. A about lot it. of his a lot of his opinions and thoughts. Are, ba- are based on an old school way of thinking, and in right. not like progressing to the what's new in wrestling, yeah. but they're also based on the like common core <clears throat> values of professional wrestling. Yeah, which you can't take away from them. Right, right. So yeah. piggyback. Uh, piggyback. It's only going to be a few sentences, but uh, that's how I feel about Bischoff. I think he's not ugly enough. Have you ever listened to Eighty Three Weeks? Oh, I'm not going to get easy. into that. Easy. Yeah. Or, no, never fucking happened. Bullshit, Eric. Something did happen. You just yeah. don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But I, I feel the same way about Bischoff when I'm listening to 83 Weeks. It's my favorite podcast He's, he's like the opposite. Yeah, he's total opposite. Yeah. I love listening to 83 Weeks. I've listened to all of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I'm going back through it again. Yeah. But the point is, come on, man, get a little dirty. Tell yeah. me tell me something. It's okay. This is yeah, it's, you're the 20 run. years later. Exactly, dude. 20 yeah. years ago, you can tell us that Hogan was being a dipshit that night. It's okay. You can, yeah. you and Terry are best friends. We know this. It's okay. But anyways. And like, I, I got in that whole thing and I, and I tried to make it a point where I didn't want to get into the whole, the whole Kenny Omega, Alan Angel. Yeah. But the thing, thing is, it's, that is a touchy subject when you specialize somebody that established over somebody yeah. that's well, not. That's the reason, the reason I brought yet. that up is because when I said the AEW five heavyweights, I didn't include Omega. Right. Because 
I feel like things like that have hurt him. Hey, sure. Do I think he's lost his star? No. no. I think he's lost momentum. Yes. But I it, like you can that can turn with the flip of a switch. And they know they don't have to get just like Cody, just yeah. like Kenny Omega, they don't have to give them that title shot yet. Well, I've said they it before. They get that later on. I've said it before. I don't know that this is the case, but when AEW started, somebody has to take a back seat. Exactly. If everybody's a star right out of the gate, you have nothing for the future. Yeah. And that's why I thought it was so smart for Jericho to come in. Uh, Let yes. Jericho come in. Let him be your face. Let him be the big star. Yep. Let the Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers be the tag team stars. Build yep. private party. Build best friends. Yep. Build yep. all these people. They're gonna be end up being the best tag team in that. Um, in AEW, best friends. They're oh, yeah. so good, well, and they just, take the back seat more than any other tag team yes. I've ever seen. Well, as, as well, oh. I would say, but that's SCU, who they are they as got, a pe- as people. Yeah, and uh, my oh, brother, like, my brother listens to that podcast, and I overhear all the time, mm-hmm. and they're just good dudes. Yeah, they're just they're super very good, good dudes. dudes. <laughs> but they back to once again back to our original topic. The I think, and this has been my opinion since it happened is it's no people in the know understand or have some idea of what WWE was trying to do when they started hiring up all these people. But now it's backfired. Yes. And (laughs) now I think I I hate that this is the way it backfired. Yeah. But yeah, now I think with the real, as much as I hated for the, for the talent that got released. Yep. When, when, society gets back to somewhat normalcy and we're able to do live shows and all, these independents are able to do live shows and new Japan's able to run and AEW is able to run. And, and, and it goes back to what we're accustomed to in professional wrestling. I think that these releases have rejuvenated the independent scene because now you have the ability to present dream quote unquote dream matches or matches that you yes. never thought you were going to be able to see yes. on an independent level. And I don't care what anybody says, you need that mm-hmm. to continue for the independence to grow. I want to give you, I want to do two things real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a released superstar. We're going to do two of them. Okay. And you're going to give me a match that you want. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'll give you mine. Okay. Bruce, like from a match, like if I could book it. Yes. Yeah, you can book it any way you want. I'm going to give you one star, and then you tell me. The first star is Rusev. Rusev versus James Drake. James Drake? Mm-hmm. Mine would be Jeff Cobb. Yes. That, I, would be, that would be my next choice. That, if I did Rusev versus as a, okay, he's on the circuit. I want to get him against the toughest guy that I personally know. It yeah. would be James Drake. Yeah. James D. Drake, let's get it going. Let's go. Right here, PWX, boom. Cool. Well, I just think but, that that would – Two things from a booking perspective. James Drake is one of my really good friends. Mm-hmm. I would like to give him the opportunity to grow his star with that. Absolutely. Match. Yeah, and see that's the thought and process. Number there. two is yep. there's no way if you if if we book that match in PWX, there's no way that match would not be made like event. inspire people to come out. Absolutely. Um yeah, so Jeff Cobb would be mine. I feel like, but I feel that, like that would be more Rusev of a versus Jeff Cobb at 
Wrestle Kingdom. Thank you. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. All but if you're gonna outs, go, if you're gonna go that route, if, you, if, you, if we if we like dive in and accept that we want Rusev to go to New Japan, you have Rusev versus Ishii. That was the other Ishii. Oh my God, that would be. That was the first person I thought about. I was like, oh my God, Ishii and him. Mm-hmm. Um, if he went to AEW, the mm-hmm. match that I would want is Moxley and him. I would want that though to. Oh, no. I would want it to marinate, though. I feel I, like that would be very WWE-ish. But would, but you only let me. Can I? I don't want to say this is why you're thinking that. This oh, is what, This is what I think. I think you're thinking that because they were both WWE guys. But what has Moxley done differently than him when he was in WWE? Hardcore matches. <laughs> Every match he has in AEW is. And he's match. and he's done a lot more. Which I'm okay he, with. He's expanded I don't, I don't a say lot that. more on his. Mike skills. Yeah. He's expanded a lot more uh, in-ring talent. Yes. He's also ex- uh, expanded a lot more just in like vignettes too. Did you ever see? I know this. So is the be, releasing is, of Moxley I know is that where I'm going was because be, on lack of knowledge. Did you ever see John Moxley's promos before he went to WWE? Yes. Okay. Loved him. So I think he is getting back to is where he re, was. Yeah. Yes. Like returning yes. to where he was before so, he went to WWE. The point I'm making is you have somebody like Moxley that went mm-hmm. to WWE, and he will tell you he was crutched the entire time, yeah. and he hated it. Um, Rusev, he was crutched the yeah. entire time, mm-hmm. but now he's getting out of that, and Moxley doesn't do that WWE style anymore. Nor do, nor I think Rusev will either. I do not think Rusev will have a WWE style uh, demeanor when yeah. he comes out. So I think Moxley versus Rusev is a lot better than what you think it would be. Yeah. I think it would be a hell of a, it would be a beat down. They'd beat the hell out of each oh, other. Yeah, of course. Um, but I would not want, uh, necessarily weapons involved. No DQ. Fine. But don't make it a hardcore match straight up. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't want a hardcore match. I want them to show off their ability, but those are, those are the three that I would do. Moxley over there. I would love Jeff Cobb mm-hmm. and I would love James. C. I'm actually glad you said that because I was like, what about James C. Drake? And then he said it. Um, the next person would be he Slater. <sighs> now this one is mm-hmm. tough. I personally yeah. think it's a hard, a hard setup. In, and if I was booking it for PWX, it would okay. be Heath Slater versus John Schuyler. Why? Just because I feel like is John, it a, is it a safe match? Is that why? No, no. Okay. No. I feel like John doesn't get enough credit for how talented he is. Okay. And I f- I feel if there is anybody that could. If he's wanted to present a new character slash uh, like si- like systematic place for his match, or a see new where you're going with it. Yeah. if he want if he yeah. wants to present a new show that he can be technical. Yes, if okay. he if he wants yeah. to well not even show that he can be technical. If he wants to present and just have a full new presentation, mm-hmm. John is good enough to understand that. Help him build upon that. Not saying that he couldn't do it alone. He might be able to. Right, right. But I feel like if you if you're gonna give, especially if it's one of his first couple matches, like if we right, if we were lucky yeah. enough to have him in like right out like right after his ninety days was over, and it's one of his first independent oh, matches. They're still on that ninety, aren't they? I want yeah. I wanted to. I would want to give him the opportunity. I like we would owe it to him and somebody like John 
to give them the opportunity to, to showcase match. Yeah. that match. And, yeah. and you don't put them in there with someone who is a good wrestler, mm-hmm. but maybe doesn't understand what he's trying to do. Right. Um, mine, Harlem Bravado. Ooh. Harlem that's Bravado. That's another one I overlooked. I think God, I'm sorry, Bravado. <laughs> I think Bravado versus Slater yes. would be... He's that's another guy that fits that same mold that I was just and saying about exactly. John. And the, and the thing is, they both have heart. Yes, that's what that match. Sorry, I had to stretch. Uh, that's what that match comes down to mm-hmm. is heart. Uh, who wants it more? Yeah, because Bravado's been carrying that uh-huh. persona for a year and some change. Yeah, and then what the hell did he go and do? Exactly, he he won the X sixteen tournament, and it was awesome mm-hmm. to me that's one of the best moments i've ever experienced in pwx so but yeah let me go back so slater versus bravado absolutely if you were able to make that happen um what you're gonna do new japan if slater if slater had the opportunity slater went to new japan i have one for that one mine mine's kind of outside the box oh shit i think mine is too what you got i was gonna say the tokyo pimp ah yeah, I think the Tokyo Pimp and him could have a, be a good fun match. A, that's what I was aiming for for him. I don't want to make Heath Slater a parody, but he knows he is hilarious. Yeah, and he knows he can. Because my other one that I was gonna say is somebody like Effie Young. for Heath Slater. Effie and Heath Slater they could have a very fun match. Mm-hmm. I think that match could just be hilarious. But I think Tokyo Pimp would be fun. I think it would be really cool and fun to see them play out a comedy angle. But at the same time, they can both get See, I'm gonna really go dirty. Complete other end of the spectrum. <laughs> from you, you went serious. I didn't. <laughs> and I think Heath Slater needs to establish how good of a wrestler he actually is because of his run, because of his lack of being able to in WWE. Well, that wasn't a and dream. That's, say, that's, that's my first. I'm going to say Kenta. Oh, man, that would be dope. Oh, and just God. let them go out there and just beat these so, shit So out of each other. the first thing I think is when, I think, when you say Slater and Kenta, I'm going, mm-hmm. ooh. How's this gonna play out? Oh, I think is, is Slater gonna one up him? Is Kenta just gonna dog him? Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm running all kinds of oh, yeah. ideas in my head. Like how if you were booking it mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, Dutch, I need you to just make sure you're getting the action. Well, what 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 am I working with? I just want you to catch the action because now as a cameraman, I'm like, okay, well, I'm in yeah. for a surprise. Let's, Here we let's go. go some. Let's do some fantasy booking. If if I had the opportunity to book the Heath Slater Kenta deal. Okay. It would have to be like you, the whole concept of your parody of yourself. Well, I have to give you something from real quick. WWE. If you have Kenta versus Heath, mm-hmm. that means Kenta has backup. So who's going to be in Heath's uh, corner? He's going to have to have somebody to bail him out. Yeah. I don't know who I'd put with him, but I would definitely play on Kenta leaving WWE on his own and Heath Slater Heath getting, getting released. released. And yeah. him saying, and it builds all. It builds There's up. There's a reason why I left and you were yes, cut. It yeah. builds. It builds up to where you have to do that fighting spirit moment in a match where Kent is kicking the shit out of him, talking junk. And Heath doesn't and win, he, but he hangs. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have to win. He just hangs with but him. But he shows. shows him all he has to do is have that one match that mm-hmm. shows everyone. Right. Like he has. He has that one match that shows everyone what he's about, what he's capable of. Right. And yeah. with that one moment, that one match, 
he shows everyone or convinces everyone in that's a fan of professional wrestling that followed him in WWE yeah. that WWE held him back. He was more or than what WWE didn't. perceived. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I like that a lot. And that's that's what when you said Kenta versus Slater, I was like, he doesn't win, but he for sure will show everybody yeah. what he means. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well yeah, then yeah. on the other end of the spectrum, you have two guys that I know. I mean, they're not necessarily friends, but it's the uh Revival. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll call him the Revival because I'm not the calling him the other one. Revival and, and the club. Yeah, and Gallows That's and Anderson. That's why. I feel like Gallows and Anderson have to go back to New Japan. Why would they go anywhere else? Yeah. I mean, uh, and I'm not dogging again no, AEW. They're established. Just, they're, exactly. They're established feel, in Japan. I, I do feel, even though they have such accredited... Uh, do they have 90 days? Yes. They have such a. I mean, it doesn't matter because it's going to be nine days before we can. They can do live events anyway. The maybe, I know. Possibly, I'm just saying still. But I feel like they still have so much that they can do in New Japan mm-hmm. and help New Japan. So and, we know mm-hmm. uh, the club, mm-hmm. New Japan. Yeah. The revival. AEW. AEW. Yeah. It makes sense. But I feel like. I think that's my thing AEW with the revival right now. Though. Is after the Young Bucks. What. You can have matches with people. You're talking about with Revival? But it's just like, yeah. I feel I th- like You want to know something personally? What? I think they should do some singles matches, not away from each other, but accompanying one another feel, to prove that they can they can hang with people. I and feel I don't like, like that if they, they go if they go in, I f- I feel like the Young Bucks have already fucked it up because they put the FTR on their internet show. Mm-hmm. Which you're taking away from, like moments that can go viral, for two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand people to watch on yeah. your being the elite there's, internet show. YouTube you don't show. think there's another way to promote? No. That? If <clears throat> if it were me, you have to. You absolutely have to. At the next pay per view, you're able to do have them show up and just lay people out unannounced. There can be all the speculation in the world, but nobody ever says that's where we're going. They book indies. They show up on some independents when they're able to. Go to New Japan for a couple they, of shows. They can, do, they can do an NWA spot if they wanted to. Oh, go to power. You know I mean? do, like, do this, and then the first pay-per-view that AEW has, they show and it doesn't have to be the Young Bucks. If it were me, they show up and beat the shit out of somebody like Private Party or Best Friends or or SCU or somebody that they can feud with Dog a little bit. Them. Yeah. And they say, listen, young bucks, you need to understand, even before we have your match, you know that we have your number, and we're going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. But we're going to do it on our time when we want to do it. We're not going to do it when you or these dumbass wrestling fans want it. Yep. And it's would over. You, would you so but, much go where you set it up where they're about to have their match, and before no, they go, the revival, you, you, or, no, you, and the revival are like, Nope. And you don't dangle that carrot. I think there's more money. You establish them it. more as badasses by them saying that's like if you owed somebody money mm-hmm. and they show up out of nowhere with a gun, they put it to your head and they say, I could kill you now, but I'm going to kill you later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And that's that a makes horrible, sense. horrible analogy. 
But what the hell does he think about? Yeah, but you know it's a horrible, like horrible analogy. But that's let me put this it. in perspective so everybody if can understand. The ultimate like badass is somebody walking up to you and be like, "I, I could beat your ass right now." I'd rather. But I'm gonna let you think on it. Yeah, and I'm gonna do it when I want it when I feel like. That's I want even it. more of a fact because you're like. But Ooh, the thing okay. is, is you've already put the teaser out there that they're coming. So the expectation they're going to be there, the expectation and perception are compl- are different things. Right. Expectation is when you've dangled the carrot so you know they're yeah. coming. Yeah. Perception is, oh, they have to go. They have to go wrestle the Young Bucks because they talk shit online all the time. Yeah, or yeah, Cody yeah. talks shit and they did the fuck their arrival and yeah, all yeah, this. Yeah. Like, they don't have to go there. They don't. They that's the th- they don't have they to. They don't have to show up. Nope. And that that little piece of it might not happen makes when it, they do show up much so much sweeter. And they show up and people that don't buy the pay-per-views, first off, when somebody shows up like the attitude not the attitude area, there the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. it it instantly puts the fact it instantly puts the fact that they anything can happen on any show at any point in time, yep. which makes people have to watch it, have to buy pay per views, have to like it's a must see TV. That's what made that's Sting what made, and Hogan so well. Well, that's what made WCW so good. That's what I'm saying. They didn't touch for a whole year until until WWE caught up. Yeah, that was WCW's advantage. Yep. So if unannounced. Like, no bullshit on being the elite. They just show up, beat the dog shit out of somebody, cut a promo, mm-hmm. and leave through the crowd. I know mm-hmm. it's done way too much. But? But you that happens. Yeah. After that pay-per-view goes off, you put that clip on your YouTube, on All, All Elite Wrestling, yeah. who is you're trying to make money because they're paying you millions of dollars every like for five years. Yeah. You put that on their YouTube page, you're yeah. going to get a million views. Absolutely. You might get a million views before midnight. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. and you have like just thrown that shit away. Yeah. And yeah. For a fucking, I understand that's your baby. I understand that's your creative, creative freedom. I understand all this for a fucking YouTube show. Yep. <laughs> for a YouTube show that it's, I hope they monetize. It's wild, monetize. dude. And it's just like, guys, like, Quit. I haven't seen you this back. excited in a while. I, and and like, if if that's the way they want to do it, I don't. I don't. I'm not in the company. I don't own the company. I don't. Build I'm the just company. saying. I'm just telling you. Like, <laughs> there's so much left on the table with that. Because now, oh, yeah, yeah, cause yeah, now you some... know. Like, okay, they're going to AEW. Uh, they're just going to fight the Young Bucks. But now I'm looking need... forward to them versus Lucha Brothers even more. And it's just like you just killed the whole Young Bucks match. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to give them. The entire cake yet? Yeah, you want to cut first. What you want to do is you want to open. You want to open the cake and go. Damn, that looks good. That's that's the release. Yeah. Then you want to taste the frosting. Yeah. You always taste the. Damn, that's some good cake. But well, that that's them showing up. Yeah. We'll do it on our time. And then you but cut then into you, it. And it's an ice cream cake. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. <laughs> well, this is pretty good. Yeah. That was private party. And then and the next slide, like, like you go down the line until they're. You, you, I don't, I don't know. It, it's all good. I, I, I don't. I didn't idea. know I was going to get into that, but but there's one more. What? Who's that? So he wasn't released. He was fired. The first thing I said when I walked in the door, no shit. As soon as I walked in the door, I said, "So, uh, we're just gonna 
shit all over Curtis Axel now. Yeah. The firing. And we we can say that we actually don't know what's going on, why he was fired or anything like that. Well, I've read on numerous sources that are credible from in professional wrestling that there is an option to where people can ask for their releases. And that's and, what happened. And they'll give I don't know that that's what happened with him. That's what you assume. That's what I, I assume because when is the last time you saw Curtis Axel on TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and and uh, I mean, and of, as as great as it sounds that you can stay home and collect your down your downside guarantee, <laughs> yeah. which is probably a couple hundred thousand dollars. That sounds like, great. If you if you're creative, if you are, uh, if you are very passionate about what you do, yeah. you want to wrestle. Yeah, you want and and I like I haven't seen him on TV for at least a year. It's been a while. So that's another one. Where does he go? I don't know that he goes anywhere. Don't think so. I I mean I feel like he might do the Ted DiBiase Jr. thing, like like hmm. like be done, roll out, start another career, cash go out do your thing. Yeah, cash yeah. out and go. No pun intended, but there it is. With I mean, Ted DiBiase Jr. I could be wrong. I think I think he is super talented. I've I do always, too. I've always loved his wrestling. I do too. Loved it. I do too. I just think that. How about how about anyone that you have to be a very, you have to have an extra piece of I don't want to say luck, an extra piece of something for that I can't. What really about if he pe- went like, to place it when you when you carry a lineage? Yeah, yeah. And I think if you, it's a lot harder on those. Yeah, if it is. As quote unquote easy as some people might think it is to get a job because you have a last name, no, you have to bring it you have when to be you a, get to that level. That's and a whole other conversation. He, I'm not saying that he didn't because yeah. I do. I think he did. Yeah, I just think that he was always compared to his dad. Oh, absolutely, always. And he tried to do everything like. Oh, by the way, if you outside don't know, of his, his father original, is. Kurt Henning. Yeah, I want to put that out there. Some people don't know. Outside of, outside of when he when he first came in, they were trying to play off the Mister Perfect thing. Yeah, and the Henning. I feel like he has tried he to run, distance though. himself. It was kind of, it was kind of a thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was charisma. It definitely wasn't in ring ta- talent. Okay, and I want to make this very clear. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that they hire or used whenever wrestlers would come back and wrestle. Yeah, he would go through matches with them and get them ring ready, and I had somebody actually say that Curtis Axel uh, wasn't good talent. Uh, no, he he is. Curtis Axel has all the talent in the world. It's that's more on the WWE not using yeah. him. Uh, but what I was gonna say, not so ma- so much fantasy booking for him, but does he go to NWA? That seems like Possibly. more his style. I, I never thought about that. But that yeah. that seems a lot more his style since he's old school. Yeah. I think it would be. I, I don't know if I, I think put it him would in fit. New Japan. No, I don't. I don't see him in I don't New Japan. I don't see him in AEW. I think he goes to NWA, and that's not a bad thing. It's just style. Yeah, it's just style when it comes down because that's more it's of weird. A, like you have options now. So it pick, used pick to a be place, pick a place that you feel like your style will be most successful. Right, and I, I was going to ask this earlier, but now that we're actually on the topic of releasing, it mm-hmm. used to feel. About ten years ago, mm-hmm. maybe maybe fifteen, definitely twenty, and a little bit more in the nineties. If you weren't WWE, mm-hmm. we'll say after the demise of WCW, let's say that twenty years ago, 
when WCW folded and WWE was going, if you were not in the WWE, you basically weren't worth a shit. Like, if you yeah. got released, you were kind of like, ooh, WWE released you? Ugh, yeah. You're not very good. But now, when you get released, you're almost like, hell yeah, what you going to do now? Yeah. There, like you, you said, there's more on options. The yeah, there's the way more options for these guys, and I honestly wish them and yeah. ladies all the best luck. I think we close with what is WWE's loss is a lot of people's gain, the wrestling world's gain. That's what I was going to say. Yes. They, they lose because now that talent that they look at as disposable, mediocre, yeah. Mediocre, yeah. They can excel. Excel. They in can areas. skyrocket mm-hmm. at certain uh, companies. AEW and, and Japan. it's it's not a knock on the talent that were released. It's the it's the. Would you say it's more of a knock on WWE doing this? It's. I think it's more of a representation of a flawed WWE system. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that it's, a lot. It is. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they they will soon figure out that you can load up as many talents as you want to try to keep them off the indies or keep them away from AEW or this or that. And they, but they can't forever. At some point that's just going to come back and bite you. And there is a circle. There is a, I was going to say circle of life, but not circle. Of life. There's a cycle of life in professional wrestling yeah. for professional wrestlers. And when you try to adjust that, that cycle, yeah, it eventually will catch up to you. The, the cycle is going to fix itself, and it will straighten itself it's just out. How it it's, is. The, it's the it's the quote unquote, for lack of a better term, the universe of professional wrestling. Yeah, not the WWE universe. <clears throat> it is the universe and the life form of a career in professional wrestling. I've had so many conversations. You, my mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't really talk to talent much. I kind of just stay to myself. But when yeah. I do talk to people, um. Every time WWE seemed to sign somebody from the indie circuit, I'm like, this just isn't going to pan out well. How does it? Yeah. How do you have so much talent? You buy up the market, but eventually it's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah, and, and it did. What, and, what's what's and today's date? Unfortunately. What's today's date? May 1st. It bit them in the ass. It's May 2nd if you're watching this. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah, May 2nd if you're watching this. Yeah. The... Uh, but it bit them yeah. in the ass today is the point I I'm think, making. I think, like, we... You you should you always feel bad about someone losing their job, especially in this day and time. Especially, yeah. And and I know it's going to be hard. I know that they put consistency. Can, from what I've been told, they put contingency <sighs> plans in where they're paying people a certain mm-hmm. amount of time. Yeah. Before they officially let them go. Yeah. Or they're let go, but they're still con- compensating them throughout. Yeah. Some of their, some of their, uh, like, padding, but. I think in the long run, a lot of these talents, it's a blessing. I agree. If if they're willing to put in the work, if they're willing to open themselves up and create and be creative again, and and fall out of being told what to do, and and embrace the fact that they can create their own narrative and control it, it's it's gonna be fun to watch. It is. It's gonna be very fun to watch. When I saw the releases, I was happy for them. But sad at the same time. Yeah. Uh, because majority of them, I think, are going to do good. Yes. I think few are going to be amazing. Yes. And again, few that just won't do anything. Um, yeah. But and I think it's, it's going to be on them. 
Yeah. There's yeah. nobody. There's that's that's the thing is the there's no excuses. There's so, nobody holding you back. Your the opportunities are there. Yeah, if, it's if, it's there. You just got to listen. Take it. If independent Season. wrestlers can travel every weekend, independent wrestlers have never had one second on WWE television mm-hmm. or television in at all. If they can travel every weekend, there's no reason you coming out. If you if you're willing and you're wanting yeah. to, and it is your desire, there's no reason <clears throat> that any of those any of those people that were released can't have bookings and travel they and can. wrestle yeah. every weekend. Absolutely. So our uh, next topic we kind of covered in our first topic. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and shoot to the last topic. Yeah, because we're, we're, we, we're running long winded and we, we carried through most of it. We killed that fourth. Uh, the fourth one was. What pre- presentation? Who's doing? Yeah, it who's doing better presentation? But we there, talked about that. But like, there is no nobody thing. really doing it. One person's doing one way. One person's doing another yeah. way. It's working. It is what it is. Yeah, we already discussed that. But uh, but before we jump into the last topic, you yeah, throw it to the graphic. So go ahead. Oh. I've thrown it to two. Mm, you have to say topic like number three. Oh, Doug. topic number three. Oh no, it's four. It's topic three. Is it topic three? Because we didn't do the fourth topic. Damn, topic number three. So, topic number three is a little thing we're going to call, like, I, I don't necessarily know they're hidden gems. It's just, wake like, up calls. you see, I like that, wake up calls. You see oh. all over social media of, like, Tiger King and Waco and uh, Ozark and and all this stuff. So, for me, Sunderland Till I Die that is amazing on Amazon Prime. What is this? Sunderland Till I Die. It's about following the Sunderland Soccer Club. Oh, I don't watch oh, soccer, it's great. so I would know. It, even if you don't watch soccer, it's just fun. It. It's a fun watch. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. I know what you're talking about now. Yes. yes yeah, yeah. I saw it the, come across the whenever you don't do anything on Netflix for a yes. while, and it shows, and it shows the, you like what that the came across. Ones. Oh, yeah. you need to watch it. I was it. like, what the hell is that? It's amazing. Yeah. So me and Dutch have been talking, and we wanted to give a few choices on what our recommendations are on what you can watch, not only on all the major networks, but also on this major network, the Hotspots Wrestling Network. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh I'm gonna go I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. Hit um me with it. and I only know about this because of my brother. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, I have a brother, Dylan. He's wild. Um he's kind of a, it's a Tinder profile. He's an asshole. We know that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um so something I've actually overheard my brother listening to is Jericho uh talk is Jericho. Mm-hmm. That podcast is fantastic. Are we going with listening to? Like yeah, listen, listening, listening to, sure. watching. Okay. Listening, yeah. M- Something mine, to pass your time yeah. in the wrestling. And it's really good forum. too if if you're a gamer and you're just kind of playing like if you're playing 2K, if you're playing mm. Madden, any sports game or if you're playing wrestling, uh I know for he- for sure you ain't playing 2K20 wrestling cuz that is garbage. But um <laughs> but you can listen to it when you're cleaning. Talk is Jericho is fantastic. There's so many it's good podcasts. Super good. He he was talking to Britt Baker, mm-hmm. and they're just talking about the dentist, the the, the dental, the, the, yeah, the dental yeah. world. And it was it was awesome to listen to it about what they do and their off time and stuff. It's not just wrestling. It's getting to know these guys behind yeah, the scene. Definitely. And it's it's AEW. I get it. And if you're not an AEW fan, I'm kind of. Lost why you're not, but it's okay. Yeah. It is you have your own opinions. Teach but their own. Yeah. Um another one <clears throat> is God, I can't remember the guy's name. I might have to wait till next week. It's a guy like Zanabrowski. 
uh, or Kissel. Ben Kissel, I think, is the guy's name. And he's a huge wrestling fan. And he now has his own wrestling um, podcast also. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, this one's listening. The, the, that's my gen- or yeah. wake-up oh, calls. Okay? Yeah, mine, mine are podcasts. Um, but when I find out, I will let y'all know next week. Just put it on your social media. Uh, you know what? I will, or I'll, I'll put, I'll, you just shoot it to me. I'll put it on the. We'll, we'll put it on there. We'll but put it on our. I can't uh, remember what it is. Forum show. That's another good one. He does last podcast on the left. Okay. He it's it's the guy that does that. Okay. It's in the same universe, and he does a he wrestling, does a wrestling one. podcast. He does a wrestling nice. one. He's a huge fan of wrestling, and it's very good. Yeah. Very very good. But those are mine. Talk is Jericho, and the guy well, from last like, podcast on the we're left. We're gonna shoot podcasts. I mean, obviously the Wrestling Open Forum podcast, but uh, I mean that's number one, dog. Yeah, like eighty-three weeks. I mean, just everybody knows this. Oh. Bruce Pritchard's some something's wrestled, and Bruce that's Pritchard. a that's a good thing. Too. I'm I'm a fan of Jr.'s new pod, like Jr.'s podcast. I haven't heard it yet. And uh, talk is Jericho. Austin's podcast is amazing. Austin's is really it's good. always it's always been good because he it's did, just he, because he, it's Austin. It's Austin, yeah, yeah, and uh, not Sam. Not I don't know I think it's called Not Sam Wrestling Show. That's Sam. Uh, Seth Rollins. No Sam. Ah, uh, what's his last name? He's got the. Show, he's got the. Uh, he's, he's the guy that does. Sometimes he does the NXT pre shows with the curly oh. hair. Yeah. I apologize, Sam, that I can't remember his, your last name. Uh, but if you if you have not Sam, his name's Sam. Sam Roberts. That's it. Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts. Yes. Okay. Yes. His, he's got an amazing ch- interview style podcast. Here's one for you. Um, it's okay. I, I dig it when I watch it sometimes, as, mm-hmm. as long as they're not like, you know, of course, sucking their own teeth because yeah. it's it's WWE owned. Uh, yeah. A lot of times, I catch myself watching it. Is the bump? Yeah, I've heard I, it's very good. I've heard Corey Graves's podcast is really good. Yeah, I've never, I, I haven't listened to it. I haven't. I've seen like clips from the bump. Right, and the bump is good. It it is, um, I'm not into when they're 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 sucking their own teat. I don't yeah. care because oh they're you, just like oh WWE's so great. Well, 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 well. Yeah, they they hype up they certain things to. that okay. don't need to be, and I get that 110. percent I get that you got to hype up your own product because there's times where they're saying something. I'm like, Ugh. they had an interview with um, Lacey Evans. And I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. They, oh, they had my boy Tyson Kidd on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. Tyson Kidd and Natalia was on there. And it was fun to hear from Tyson, see Tyson, what he's doing yeah. since his neck injury. And yeah. it was really, really cool. And I, I enjoyed the bump. If you're a WWE fan, you will love the bump. If you're somebody like yeah. me that loves wrestling, mm-hmm. you watch it to see what they talk about. And then you do get immersed in their conversation a lot because then you ask yourself, why the hell did you pick that? But yeah. it, it's good. It is. Well, it's in, the, in the interest of uh, sucking your own teat, you can also watch $5 Wrestling on the High Spots Wrestling <laughs> Network and Fireside Chat with Jake Manning, who has knocked it out of the park with his oh, his, yeah. his deal. You have a like AAW. You have PWX. Oh, PWX. What's PWX? Yeah. <laughs> you can watch old matches with Cedric Alexander before he got to WWE. Yeah, they're fantastic. So you, I've you seen some. watched the Cedric Alexander uh, Dream Match series uh, with Dream Chris Match Hero, series. Tommaso Ciampa. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. AJ Styles. I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, let me AJ s- and Cedric, of yeah. course. Los, I think I, I might be saying this wrong. Ethan Page has a great show on High Spots Wrestling Network. He does. I think it's called Los Amigos. Ethan's Amigos. That's what it's called. 
Ethan's amigos. <laughs> I mean, you get like endless. The beauty of the Hotspots Wrestling Network, and this is a cheap plug, so fuck you, is that there's so much content, including our show now, that you can yeah. catch. New show every Saturday. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you can't. I've also, I did, I, I did my part in promoting the Hotspots Wrestling Network. We did. Get it, also, get it, get it, get it. I've been on a takeover kick. Yeah. And I, I tell everybody, one of my, two of my favorite shows for, com- well, because of the crowd is one, which is completely contradiction I to what miss we talked the about. Crowd. Right, is the first takeover ever. Yeah. So. Was that the Fatal Four Way? Good. Um. What was the no? The main event was. The main the Fatal Four Way was on NXT itself. Yes. Yeah, with Sami Zayn and Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Yeah, that I can't, was. I don't know. I don't want to get that. I don't want to get it wrong. There's a lot of people going to watch this. <laughs> the uh, the first takeover, just because of the crowd reaction and the first NXT UK takeover. Oh, that one. Or was the wild. not the, not the NXT but the UK takeover. Yeah, yeah, the, the first the one they ever yeah, did in, in United Kingdom. That one was crazy. Um, the uh, Tyler the, Bates the, and Pete Dunne match. Woof. From that first takeover in England, yeah, is insane. I think the best matches matches from takeover. Well, that just happened. Yeah, it did. Um, I think the best matches I've ever seen in the UK, uh, both involve Walter, mm-hmm. but uh, Tyler Bate, mm-hmm. Walter, yep, freaking a. If you want to see a match. Mm-hmm. Like one of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah, I'm putting it on like a that match is wonderful. Definitely. Um, and then Imperium versus Undisputed. Oh my god. And the thing that I want to emphasize is that Alexander Wolf gets knocked out. And I'm not gonna tell you anything else, but just he gets knocked out and how they have to carry the rest of the match yeah. a man down. It's just so good. They didn't miss a step. Just wow. those are my two favorite UK matches. If you want to look something up with wake up calls, watch those two matches. That's you, it. You'll, you, you'll spend two hours watching wrestling on two you matches. Heard it from Dutch. We're gonna take it home because we have cameras that are cutting off because batteries are dying. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us for our debut episode of the Wrestling Open Forum Show. Once again, we will be here. New episode every Saturday. If you want any of the Take It Home, my show on the YouTube and our website, or Kick Out Dutch's show, you can check that out. At WrestlingOpenForum.com. And, yeah, so Dutch, anything? I'm good. Just watch those wake-up calls and keep following. Subscribe. Damn right. Thank you guys for watching. See you next Saturday.